Good morning, everyone. We're looking at the book of Ruth, and this is number seven of our considerations. And I just want to read Ruth chapter one uh, and select a few verses from that chapter and then a couple of verses from chapter two. So verses eight and nine of chapter one, Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then verse 15, Naomi said, Behold, your daughter, your sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. You return after your sister-in-law. And then chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, Boaz said unto Ruth, It has been fully shown me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your nativity, and are come unto a people which you knew not before. The Lord recompense your work, and a full reward be given you of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to trust. <clears throat> the last time we read from the book of Ruth, we were speaking about what Naomi had said to God and to others about herself. Today, I want to look at and consider what Naomi said to and about others. You see, how we speak about ourselves to our God and Saviour will determine how we speak to and about others. It's lovely to hear what Naomi said to her daughters-in-law. <clears throat> the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Even though she hadn't expected that either of them would follow her to Bethlehem, she spoke of their love and kindness to her and the family she and they had lost. She then speaks lovingly about her desire for their future and that she was seeking God's blessing on them both. It's also to lovely, it's lovely to hear what she said about her daughters-in-law. Notice what Naomi said to Ruth about Orpah. Even though Orpah must have secretly disappointed Naomi, having failed to grasp what Ruth had clearly grasped. Orpah had gone back, but Naomi didn't speak evil of her and condemn her. She simply stated the facts. Your sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. And then she says, you return after your sister-in-law. This last statement seems really strange and difficult, doesn't it, to understand. But I believe her desire was to confirm in Ruth's mind and her own that what Ruth was doing and saying was a genuine God-inspired decision to seek the people and God of Naomi and of Israel. <clears throat> We've said before, no amount of human persuasion will save one soul. It's a work of God alone in that person that brings about repentance and faith. And sometimes, as here, when the options are presented, the genuine seeker after God will make that wonderful step, as Ruth did here. But to return to my point, even though we may be disappointed with decisions family members or friends may make, let us be exceedingly careful how we use our tongues 
in what we say to those people and about them to others. It's one thing to say sweet and lovely things to someone, but it's often a different matter when we're talking about them. I remember several times in my life being shocked at some of the things I was being told about people I had thought previously highly of. Suddenly, through a malicious tongue, their reputations were on the line and being brought into serious doubt. I remember not long ago sitting in a car outside a church trying to console a dear man who had brought his wife to the service but wouldn't come in because of her behaviour. But actually that man's reputation had been maligned on numerous occasions by that same individual. The Lord Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount likens a malicious tongue to murder. What I believe he is saying in Matthew chapter 5 is that to speak evil about another person without cause is tantamount to murder, the murder of their character. And the most serious thing is that the Lord indicates that such malice comes from the tongue of someone who has no genuine knowledge of God or of salvation as in the, and is in danger themselves of divine judgment. How serious is that? Read the New Testament letter of James and it describes the tongue as a fire, a world of iniquity, an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. But on the positive side, it says this, if anyone offends not in word, the same is mature and able to bridle or control the whole body. Naomi clearly wasn't characterised by malice, but rather was totally consistent. What she said to Ruth was exactly the same as what she said about Ruth. Here was undoubtedly a mature woman, inoffensive in her words, and therefore having her behaviour under control in all areas of life. Lovely. Now, how did Naomi speak about Ruth when she got to Bethlehem and to the people of Bethlehem? When Boaz met Ruth, her reputation preceded her, and he said, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your nativity, and are come unto a people which you knew not before. And he says, The Lord recompense your work, and a full reward be given you of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to trust. I love those words. These weren't things that, that, that Boaz knew for himself about this young woman. They clearly had been relayed and recounted to all by her mother-in-law, Naomi. You see, not all mother-in-laws are characterised by envy, jealousy, pride and possessiveness. Regret, regrettably, some of them are. So any of you who are mother-in-laws listening today, make sure you're not the typical mother-in-law, but rather be a Naomi-like mother-in-law. What a lovely thing it is to speak well of another person instead of speaking, seeking self-aggrandizement. How delightful it is to see and hear others being honoured and commended. 
how beautiful also it is to see and be witness to true contrition and humility before God like Naomi. And to witness those who have the mind of Christ and watch them exalt others above themselves. Philippians chapter 2 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each one of us esteem others better than themselves. Look not every one on his own things, but every one also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is what Scripture says about such people in the Old Testament. Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him, or her of course, who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So what a beautiful, fitting and lasting epitaph to dear Naomi. What a woman. A woman indeed uh, to be uh, followed and to and to be uh, to be perhaps the role model of others. May God bless His words to each one of us today.